Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Women in Music, the podcast sharing the tales of brilliant minds in music who all just happen to be women. I'm your host, Millie Cotton, and for this week's episode, I spoke with Tour Room's community manager, Victoria Smith. Tour Room Records, a label by renowned DJ and producer Mark Knight, is helping to combat the gender imbalance in the music industry through a new platform dubbed Hashtag We Are Listening, created by Victoria in 2018. Victoria's role at Tour Room is so varied, every day is different, and somehow she still manages to take time to create change within the industry. Welcome to Women in Music, Victoria. It's so great to have you on the podcast. Pleasure. Thank you. I start every podcast with a quick fire round. Um, so, what is the last song that you listened to? It was a track called Bridgework by Bruce Trill. I tried to be as honest as I could, and that's literally the last song I've just paused on my Spotify. It's very housey, a bit lo-fi perfect for like the summer yeah it's really really nice definitely check it out bit different but it's nice what was the first album that you owned oh this is so embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) so the very first album I remember buying myself was a Tony Braxton album I can't remember the title it was like the orangey ready kind of um artwork she looks incredible on the artwork and that is the very first album that I ever bought that's not embarrassing at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. What is your favourite Tool Room track? At the minute, it has got it's something unreleased and it's coming next week and it's by Alex Preston called Love You Better. And it's like the sample in it, everyone will know. And it's just for me, it's such a positive, happy house record. And as soon as um our head of music sent me it. He was like, right, I've got this release coming up. You know, can you think of some artwork? And I was like, I, I needed this. It's just so positive and happy. And Alex is, um, is actually from Australia and he could, and he's um, doing like some bits for us at the minute on like his surfboard and it just encapsulates everything about summer. It's such a positive record. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that one then. Uh, it's really, what really was, good. What was the first gig that you went to? Gosh. That's a really hard question. Um, I would say it was probably, I can't remember the year, but I actually went to see Dallas Green in London and it was just incredible. It was just him, the guitar, a huge crowd. I think it was um, at the Royal Albert Hall and it was just so stunning. And he did this, um, I always remember, he did this like cover version of um, Adele's Hotel hometown glory and it was just so special yeah it was and before he played it he said I need everyone to put the phones away this is just for you this isn't for any anybody else and you know when you you go to a gig and there's always like that one standout track and standout moment it was yeah it was that for me it was so nice what an amazing first gig god like incredible what is a good night out memory that you have oh my goodness for me, and I, I hope this doesn't come across as like being really cliche, but I think it was probably the very first, when I first joined Tool Room, I think it has to be the very first Tool Room event I went to at Fire 
in London. And I think from that moment, our events have always really remained the same. They're very high in energy. And when Mark came on, it, it just felt like this in, incredible performance from a DJ. And I remember at the time I, I'd, my best friend was with me and it was just like, whoa, this, this is why I wanna work in this industry. And I, it was just, I think it was probably because it was the very first, you know, tool room night out I had with the staff when I'd first joined. And I always just remember of that feeling of, yeah, th this is my career, this this is why I'm in this industry. And when Mark came on, like the, the energy in the room just went up another level. And I, I always remember that, always. That sounds so much fun i can't wait to get back to i know i miss it so to much playing to dancing so much, to just yeah to doing it everything not long right not long yeah not long um what has been your lockdown go-to track oh this is really interesting really interesting so i think admittedly in lockdown i think because i spend a lot of my time listening to dance music and and things like that i think when I'm not working, I've I've been really into like a lot of R and B and a lot of different a lot of different albums. Um, I think one of like the 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 main artists I've been listening to so much is Arlo Parks. I think she's just incredible. Um, everything about her, you know, the yeah, she has just been like the the new album and stuff has just been like my go to. And I remember hearing, I think it was Black Dog came up on my Spotify. And I remember listening to the lyrics and I thought, whoa, this this is really quite powerful. And then her new album that's just been released, yeah, I, I just think she is amazing, just amazing. Just saw her voice is stunning. I think, you know, when you see her in interviews, just so, you know, relaxed and candid and just, I just love everything about her. I think she's just amazing. Yeah, has, yeah, has to be her. Absolutely same. She's incredible. I had her on the podcast last season, actually. A scene, um, how yeah. amazing! It was so cool. Like honestly, you know when you have like the guest. Well, it's probably the same for you at work. But when you have guests that you like, you really hope that you can get, and you get them. It's like an incredible yeah. feeling. It's so yeah. so good. So last question for the quick fire round. What yeah. was the last gig that you went to pre lockdown? I'm trying to think. You know what? It's been so long, Millie. I can't think. It really um, has, doesn't it? I went, I did go to support my friend. Um, he's like a resident at one of our local clubs. I think that was literally the February, January or February. And that was, I think that was the last, the last gig and nightclub I went into. And that was like local to near where we work. And it was, it was actually, yeah, I think that was the last one. Yeah. You're based in Maidstone, right? Cause like I grew up in Tomadrales, so I'm- um, Ah, yeah, so- Tool Room, Tool Room HQ is based in Maidstone, but I'm yeah. actually, I'm currently living back up north now with my parents oh, due okay. to, due to lockdown. So yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I was living in Maidstone, but I'm back up north now. Nice. How has that been? How has your past year been? Oh man, hectic. Um, positive in some ways, you know, you have to, you have to be positive and I think with my job, I do feel very lucky because I have been able to adapt. You know, I can work from home, you know, I have internet and I can do Zoom calls with people. So in that sense, you know, it is good. I think it's been quite um, quite tough not being able to see friends and family, you know, as, as, as we've all, you know, been through. But equally, I think 
I don't know, it's, you kind of have to remain positive in some way. And I'm very, you know, my immediate family have stayed healthy and I'm very grateful for that. Very grateful. Of course. I think everyone's felt sort of the same, right? Like we've all been in the same yeah, boat. It's all been absolutely. a bit weird. We've all had to adapt. Yeah, it's been super bizarre. Um, so a good place to start is you are community manager at Tool Room. Yes. So what does that involve for anyone who doesn't know? So I guess it kind of, it's like, there's so much that I do. So I guess the main the main job for me is I'm kind of in charge of our editorial schedule. Um, I'm part of the marketing team, so we come up with I, co- I basically come up with the campaigns for all our singles and albums. Obviously, we are listening, which we'll get onto. Um, everything from you know, if you receive an email from Tool Room, it's probably from me. Every piece of um, copy on all our social channels is me. Um, I'm also, so especially over like the last the last couple of years when we have um, a new single or a new album, I get to work, think about the concepts and how the artwork might look. And I work very closely with our graphic designer and we come up with concepts. And it's then my job, you know, if we have, for example, we did the um, Don Bresky and Camden Cox video. So it's my job to come up with mood boards for how that music video might look and then relay that to the director, relay the creative back to the team. So it's kind of a, it's a really big role but there's a lot of different things involved um yeah anything from like creative direction to to marketing to social media everything like that that is a huge role yeah i mean so fun because <laughs> yeah. every day must look really really different for you i guess yeah it, yeah is it, that something that you really enjoy having like a a day that's well each day not being quite the same yeah absolutely because you know, the, the, every week we, we work on a, a new single or a new album. So even in that sense, it's never the same. And I think what I, you know, what I love doing is when I listen to a piece of music, I have a vision for it or I see something to it. And, you know, I, I relay that back to the team. And the days are so, so different because, you know, I mean, you know what it's like. Things in this industry happen so quickly. Trends change, platforms change. You have to think really quickly you know and it yeah but I like it like that it's very fast paced and things change all the time and it's incredible to just be a small part of it really yeah definitely so how did you end up where you are what was your first role in music so I actually have a fashion background so I actually used to work for a um, PR company in Brick Lane and I started, so I did my degree in fashion promotion, which is fashion marketing. And I kind of, I, I don't know, I suppose I always kind of knew it was more of the digital side of things that I wanted to go into. And I suppose it was around the second year of university. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I loved the fashion industry and I, I loved being part of that, but I think I just knew it was music that made me a little bit more motivated and music that was just getting me a little bit more exciting and. I changed a lot of my portfolio um, in my second year to because it was music I wanted to go down. I actually didn't have any experience at all in music. I'd never done an internship in music. I didn't even really know, I suppose, back then that my job was even available to me. I, I didn't know these were different career paths. So the only 
the only thing that I could do if I was to approach record labels was kind of say, look, I do have the knowledge and an understanding of, you know, this culture and what this industry is. So I, yeah, I'd done a couple of um, PR interns in London. I was also like um, editorial assistant for an independent boutique just off Spitterfields Market, which was amazing. You know, I was very, very hands-on and it, it was brilliant experience. And a job came up at Tool Room for community manager. And it's tricky because you think I don't have the direct skills for the, in, you know, for what they're looking for. But obviously there's other things that I've done that I can adapt. And one of the projects that I did for university is I created a, fan, a fanzine for a record label. So I collaborated with the graphic designer and we worked on the sleeve and the whole idea of this fanzine is it became a collectible and over the years people can collect something. And I just think there's something really special of, you know, when you, when there's a magazine and you pull it out of its sleeve and you get to look at it and it becomes a piece of art. So, I, um, ex, you know, I told Tilram what I'd done and. I think it was my second interview where, yeah, I got offered the job on the spot and I just couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. And yeah, I've been there, I think it'll be seven years in December. Wow. Yeah, I know, that I know. Crazy. Such a, yeah, that's such a long time. You must really love your job. <laughs> I do, I do. But I think it's just because obviously what I do is so different and my role has changed so much since since I started. So when I first started, I was doing, I would say it was a lot less emphasis on like marketing strategy and it was more about um, press and online and magazines. And that was a huge part of my, huge part of my role. Whereas now it is more, I would say it's probably a lot more creative than what it was back then. So although it is the same role, it has changed massively. Like it's definitely evolved as the whole industry, as everything has with digital and social. So it is a long time, yeah. <laughs> Amazing though. And so your roles evolved and I guess the company has grown loads as well since you've been there. Yeah, yeah. I say we've done, you know, residencies in Ibiza since I've been there. I mean, the Tourum Academy has really taken off, which is like our educational side of the label now. I mean, just everything. It's definitely, I mean, it's definitely not the same as seven years ago, but it's been so part, you know, so exciting to just being a part of it and, and how we've developed and the direction that we're taking. And I do think we are more than just a record label. You know, we have the academy and we do the events and especially in the last year with live streams and stuff. And yeah, it's incredible to be part of this brand. It, it really is. It really, really is. So how has Tour Room changed during the pandemic, do you think? How have you had to adapt? Um, I mean, obviously we've we haven't we don't have night well we do have nightclubs a little maybe a few less than what we did a year ago which is really sad um gosh I guess I guess in a lot of ways I mean obviously you ha you have to think about your music policy a little bit more because as a record label that usually makes tracks for a nightclub we you know you haven't got that space anymore um but I don't think that's a bad thing at all I I think a lot of our, I mean, our tracks have always been very vocally and very housey, but I think now more more than ever before. And I think as well, that's because people want that now, you know, we want that uplifting, feel good vocal house track. And I think the direction that we're going in musically is, is so exciting. And 
you know, we're releasing with some amazing artists, you know, Don Bresky, Camden Cox, we're doing, just had a um, Friend Within album out, we've got a Maxine album coming out, we've got a Mark Knight album coming out, and it's, and these are very different projects, you know, the Mark Knight album is a little bit of, you know, like 80s and a bit of the R&B influence, and it's all about the tracks that have inspired him and when he was growing up, and it's kind of like a, a bit of a nod to his upbringing and what's made him as a producer, and it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that the pandemic's been a direct result of that, but I just think you're in a time now where people just need music now more than ever and people just people just want to feel good and they want to have a sing, you know, a, a sing along and yeah, obviously that's something to be mindful of. Um, we, I haven't actually seen the team for about a year now. So I haven't been in the office for a year because of the pandemic. So that's been really tough. We're a very close team and we haven't, yeah, some of us haven't seen each other for a year. So in that sense, it's changed dramatically. You know, we're doing everything remotely, everything on Zoom, everything on Skype. Um, but as I say, I, I try not to complain because some people haven't, haven't been able to do that and I feel very lucky that as a company you know we've been able to think about what's going on and adapt and eight ninety percent of the time it, it goes well and you can you know you can only do your best you can only do your best with 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 what you can do around you so yeah absolutely that's so so true you mentioned Touring Academy can you explain a bit about what Touring Academy is and does yeah of course so the Tourum Academy, I think, was set up in 2000. This could be wrong here, so I do apologise if this date is wrong. I think it was 2016, 2017. And it's basically an educational platform that we do. And it's taught by industry, by people from the industry. And we do, there's different courses at different levels that you can go on to. So, for example, there's our production certificate that you might go on to, and that's a, I think that's a three-month-length three course. And you're working, I think it's every week with your tutors from Tool Room, and they'll just really give you the tools and advice and tips and help on, on how to make the music. It's Obviously, it's under the Tool Room umbrella, so it is the kind of music that we make. Um, and it's just it's just grown so much, and it's really special you know you get to see the people that have came through from the academy that are just doing some really really amazing things and it's given up-and-coming producers a bit of a platform and it's given you know them a, a space to learn and create and, and be the artists that they really want to be and we also do a creativity course as well so I, I think sometimes artists have the skills but it's maybe the creativity side you know they're not sure I mean there might be elements that they're not sure of how to do so the creativity course will bring out other elements that they're trying to find and there's sessions that you can do with tutors that might help with your social media and it really gets to the bottom of who are you as an artist what is your dna why why are you special what makes you stand out and you get put on these programs and, and you're taught all these real things so when you leave the academy you know you you are ready to go and release music and yeah it, it's been really really fun and really you know just the just the students that have graduated have really gone on to do some amazing things and it's been nice to just be a smart a really small part of that journey and one thing I really love is you know when you create create these spaces and these environments where people can grow and collaborate and, and that's what the academy's about and 
there's um you know you get they get set assignments so they can even when they're not on with tutors they can carry on learning and yeah i just think it's brilliant really really good we do the dj course now with devstar who is just incredible i love dev he is so talented so if you do that with devstar he i think don't quote me on this i don't know if it's monthly or weekly webinars that he does but there'll be like a session where everyone on the course can come together and you get that one-on-one -on -one time with him as well um yeah he's just super talented so we have that side of it as well um and there's also um courses that you can download online and, and watch back so they that you know there's, there's different price points depending on what you want to learn and what you want to get out of it really from production mastering creating a song you know finding your artist identity to to now djing yeah sounds amazing and you also, it really is good you also created something amazing which i'm such a huge fan of <laughs> so we are listening yeah how come you created that so th this kind of this hasn't been something that all of a sudden you know we i just thought to do overnight this was kind of a, a lot of planning and a lot of work behind the scenes um we started a campaign around International Women's Day purely because we just we just don't get the the amount of demos from women that we do men. So I said, look, that you know, this is a real problem, and it's not because there's not the talent out there. It's for whatever reason we're just not getting them. Which you know, as a label, we wanted to address and we wanted to be a bit more proactive. So we'd put, we actively put these call out, calls out on social media and we said, look, you know, women, we want to hear you. We, we are here, we are listening. So if, um, we encouraged girls to send us their demos and our A&R team were gonna spend a little bit of time on them and they were gonna get some feedback on their tracks. So we did this, one of the, I think, I can't remember the year exactly, but I remember we got about 150 demos from women on this first um, like little marketing campaign that we did. So I thought, well, this is amazing. Like we've never had this before. We did it the second year and it was brilliant. So it kind of came to the, around to the third year and I kind of said, look, we have the, you know, we have a, we have an audience here and we have a community here that are interested in Tool Room that want us to listen to their music. And I just said, I would really love to go a step further and be a little bit more proactive in what we're trying to do. And that's when we are listening is what it is now. And that's kind of where it came from. And it was just a chance to, I think more than anything, break down that the barrier between record label and female artist and, you know, spend spend a bit of time with them and mentor them. And, you know, if we could, um, like the whole ethos of we are listening is to help grow and inspire more women to release music in the, in the industry, in the dance music industry. And what we did for the very first event is we, I mean, we have some really, really great facilities in our office. I mean, we've just, I don't know if you know, but we've just built like a, like a basically a mini club in our office, which holds about 50 to 60 people. So we have, you know, we have these facilities there for people to use. So for the very first, we are listening. It just kind of became this really nice space that girls could come and learn and collaborate and, and get to know the team, get to know us a little bit more behind the scenes and, we encouraged the girls on the day to bring a demo along with them. It got played on the in the nightclub and it becomes like a bit of a listening session between everybody. And it's from these sessions that we actually found, you know, music and 
you know, so we, so we met Maxine and we met Sophia, who is now SL, and they're both signed to management. You know, Maxine's about to have an album, an album with us, and it's kind of just, and I know I've, I've said this, but I, I really just do feel passionate about creating these really nice, safe spaces where people can collaborate. And I think if you share a, a similar passion with somebody like yourself, it becomes so much easier. And that's, and that's just what we've created with We Are Listening. It's, um, I mean, I never, ever thought it would grow to what it is now. I, I just didn't. And the fact that it has is, is really amazing. And the sessions, the, the very first session that we did in the office, it was a marketing session. There was a talk from the music team about how we create albums, what we look for, you know, the whole process from beginning to end. Then, um, girls were invited to go in the studio with Ben and he'd basically built a whole track from scratch and they it was like an interactive thing so they could ask questions. Um, what else did we do? And yeah, there was the live the live um, listening session at the end. And it honestly, yeah, these events are just so special. And I think, you know, some of the girls have made, you know, genuine friends. I know since leaving, two of the girls have gone on to do residencies in Ibiza and Amsterdam together. And some of them have even got in the studio together and writing tracks together. And without We Are Listening, these girls from all around the country wouldn't have met. And thank you. And it's, you know, it, and it's just, I don't know, I think if you provide these spaces and you, you provide these tools for people to be able to speak and collaborate and grow and, it's just, it's just, it benefits everybody. Yeah, everybody. Definitely. I was going to ask. So, do you think, with there being less women in electronic music, do you think it's because there are less women doing it, or do you think it's because women are nervous about coming forward and saying, "I'm a producer, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm a DJ," and for fear of not being taken seriously? I mean, this is these are conversations that you know we've had as a label, and we've even you know we we've discussed this with the We Are Listening girls and. I remember speaking to Emily and she was doing a music production course at college and she said, I'm the only female on my course. But she said, but when I'm looking around at all the advertisements for this course, there's no women on these adverts. There's no one who looks like me dotted around my college that promoting this. And sometimes I think, you know, do you have to go right the way back and does it start at education where we're maybe, we're maybe not promoted on, you know, a prospectus or something like that is it something like that where I don't know I, but then equally I think is it a, is it confidence is it we just we people are well they just don't think they're going to be taken seriously they're scared maybe scared of rejection I think it's a whole a whole load of things that play a factor in it but I don't know ex I don't know exactly why because we've we've proved that the talent is there we know that it's there um and we've just tried to we've just tried to be a little bit proactive and you know what one of the big biggest things when we when I spoke to the girls about this is you know they just they they a lot of them felt it came from right back to an education when there isn't you know there's not the same amount of boys as there were the girls on the course and I think even it starts you know from from back then thinking oh this industry isn't for me but of course it is of course it is so I don't know yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, we, you know, as a label, we, it was something you know we we had a discussion about, and it's like, well, why why aren't we getting these demos? And so we said, right, okay, let's be proactive. 
if if people aren't going to come to us, we're going to go to them. We're going to find the girls, and that's literally where we are listening came from. We are listening, and you know, look, you know, if we can if we can help the problem in some way as a record label, that that's what we want to do, and that's what we should be. That's what I feel we should be doing. For that's how I feel. It's very cool though, because I feel like yeah, not everyone is as proactive or even slightly as proactive as you guys are. So it is such an amazing thank you, one hundred percent. Thank you. Who are some other women doing things that you admire? I was thinking about this question a lot, and what I'm going to say, and I, and I hope this doesn't come across as the typical, not typical, as the most obvious answer, but I was just thinking back to you know when I was in school, and the. The woman to me that always stood out was Annie Mack. And I remember it would be a Friday night and me and my friends would get ready to listen to her show on a Friday. And honestly, it was just the highlight of my weekend. And it was when, you know, I think it was when like, Annie was like re- into like electro and really pioneering that sound. And she is just somebody that I've always really truly admired within the music industry. Um, I think there's a lot of women doing some really incredible things to, to you know to tackle the imbalance. I don't know if you're part of she said so, but what th- what they do is incredible, and I they that platform and the people I've met from that platform have been genuinely helpful to me personally and my career, and um, we we have a speaker from she said so involved and we are listening and it is honestly like I'm so happy and what's the word I'm looking for it's just a real privilege to have them on board because they as a platform it's been real help for my career um who else who else oh um I must say as well a huge huge mention for Sam Warren and the work that she is doing with her PhD with all the research and everything that she has done I mean she yeah she's done some incredible work um, in the key of she is her is her platform and um, she's an, you know an amazing woman. Um, trying to think of other women collectives. Gosh, I can't think off the top of my head of any more. We're we're so lucky that there are quite a lot. Yeah, now. they are. Like, yeah. And I think and I just think it's such a positive thing when people can come together to to create something as a force of positivity and a force of change. And I know I keep saying it, but. This is really what inspires me when, you know, you get people together that share a passion and they just thrive in it and they create something even bigger in it and it becomes inclusive and it helps even more people. Like, I just think there's something so special about it. I really do. No, it's so, so true. It's like, it's the most wonderful thing, definitely. It is. And so finally, what are three pieces of advice that you can give to listeners and they can be anything, so anything from kind of like, I don't know, how to get a record and to act, like, released on Tool Room or, I, you know, how to I think, get into the industry? I think if you, to, to get in the industry, I would say passion, you need passion. You, you need passion for this job because it's tough. The industry is tough. I would say be yourself, be kind, be nice, work hard, be be prepared for how quick things change in this industry from trends, artists, clubs, ev- everything about this industry changes so quickly, so be prepared and, and just be nice, be kind and be passionate. 
if you are wanting to release a track on Tool Room, this is going to sound like such simple advice, but understand what our sound policy is. Really understand, come to our nights, get in touch with the label. Um, you know, we have the Tool Room Academy and we have our Tool Room Academy tutors. Or if you, you know, if you're a woman and you don't want to approach that, I, I get it. You know, you can speak to me, Maxine, Sophia, Carly, you know, there's plenty, there's plenty of us that, that will help. And I think, yeah, just be mindful of the sound policy. Think about who you're sending your music to. Um, if, you know, if, if it's an email you're sending ahead of A&R, just label everything correctly. Think about the links that you send in, and I think, and I don't mean, you know, I don't mean this to sound disrespectful towards anybody, but there's a fine line between coming across as really keen and just a little bit annoying, and it's and it's <laughs> and it's finding that balance of be be personal, of course, be personal, be nice, but you know you might get you might get knockbacks and and I know that's awful um you know when you pour your heart when you pour your heart and soul into making music but use that time to think about the feedback and and give a track everything that you've got if you can get another 10% out of a track keep working on it and send it when you feel you you're most ready and and not don't rush take your time because it, it, it yeah it and I appreciate it it's, it must be so hard but you know we're, we're a big label there's people to talk to people to reach out to and if you're not you know if you are struggling the academy is you know the academy is there or if you're a woman in music we have we are listening and I, and I hope that people can can find an avenue to, to reach one of us I'd like to think we're you know we're pretty approachable <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so no, much thank for you being for a guest me. on the podcast. Thank you. It's been so lovely to talk to you. Thank I'm you. so excited for next week Yay. as well. I know. I'm so happy you're a part of it. I